What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week of Sweat and Grime. Uh, tonight, we're running one man short. You got Brian in the house, and you got Matt motherfucking Totten. What's up, everybody? But unfortunately, Rick was not able to join us tonight. But in his place, joining us by phone from the wonderful land of Canada, we have Mark Craig, owner of MJC Excavating. How are you, sir? Not bad, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks it's for being on. It's a pleasure, on. man. You know, we're, we, still, we've been doing this for, what, eight, eight-ish months now? Yeah. And we're still shocked when people want to come on the show, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I, just tried, like, I just tripped across it on uh, Spotify one day and started listening, just sitting in the shovel, spinning away, and been hooked ever since. It's That's awesome. Hell yeah, dude. That we is appreciate awesome. appreciate it. So both of us were trying to remember tonight. Did you proactively reach out to us or did we proactively reach out to you? Because we can't remember where the connection was made. No, I think you reached out and said, I love the podcast. And I was like, oh, what's up? And yeah. then the next thing you know what? We're like, let's get on. You should be on our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, that, was, that was literally pretty much how it happened. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So uh, like just trying to make like new company, just trying to make connections, learn as much as I can. And just, I don't know, I probably reach out to, I don't know two or three guys a week and just shoot the shit and try to pick up something and go from there. Hell yeah. yeah. It's like Tinder, but for like Instagram or something, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta meet some guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. That's, that makes me feel a little uncomfortable inside, but you know, we'll go there. Hey, we never went to the Canada side, so I it's feel, all good. I feel like reaching out, reaching out to a construction podcast, I feel like you have better odds than on Tinder. That's probably yeah, true. I think you do. So are, are you saying we're more desperate than those on Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're in construction. Are we not all desperate? That's true. Yeah, Good point. Good every point. Minute. So Mark, <laughs> why don't you kind of tell us about yourself and your, your journey through life and what brought you to owning your own excavating company? Holy shit. How long do you have? As long as we want. Well, That's I got, the beauty of I got a podcast. A 16 ounce uh, bush light. I got another one next to me. So we got a little while. And since I'm being the fruity one tonight, I have wine. Yeah, so. he's got wine. <laughs> Oh, wine! A wine drink. I'm gonna have to get off. Here. That's that's yeah. yeah my masculinity. I I heard it actually exit the the room as soon as wine came out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, that's that's terrible. But no, it's uh, yeah. So we're so I'm from I'm like 20 minutes west of Ottawa, up in Canada. All right. Uh, just outside a a growing town called Carlton Place. Very um, nice. We dairy farmed and cash crop farmed out here for, oh, I think the farm, if I, I'm probably going to get it wrong. My dad will give me shit when he listens to this. But <laughs> That's all right. 19, 1911, I think. Wow. Oh, wow. Hell So yeah. I was a uh, uh, great grandpa, grandpa, dad. So I was a fourth generation dairy farm. No shit. That's awesome. Now, how many, yeah. how many uh, head of cattle did you guys have? So we were, we only milk, we were like, we're, I mean, compared to you guys down in the States, we milked about between 65 and 75. All right. Okay. And then okay. we cash cropped a thousand acres on top of that. Nice. Gotcha. Very nice. Mount marijuana oh, or what was the yeah, cash, crop cash, that time? Crop, cash crop in Canada? <laughs> oh. That is, that is code for weed. Yes. <laughs> so, the amount of weed I felt like we, we had a couple farms and I like, I wish I was kidding, but I'm not the guy we'd pull in to like, just prep the ground to plant. And the guy that owned the house, Every year, he would come out and go, are you guys planting a tall crop this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, no we're, 
We're just we're just planting soybeans, man. Just doing soy. Oh, Son of a bitch. So you gotta you gotta grow those <laughs> yeah. small weed plants. That's year. right. Yeah, you gotta them. dwarf them. Yeah, got nowhere to hide his pot anymore. <laughs> That's amazing. But we fear, like looking back, we should we should like. I should have been doing it on the side before it was legal. I could have been a. I could have like I wouldn't even need to run my own excavating company to try to make some money. No, Man. you'd be living in Florida right now. Oh, absolutely! I'd be yeah. one of the guys on the news in Florida. <laughs> yes, that's true. Florida man, Florida From Canada. Man. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, what could go wrong? But uh, no, so we did that. Uh, well, I think I left the farm. So it was me, my dad, and my uncle. Um, I think I left, I think it was 2018, just before Christmas when I, I stepped away from the family farm, actually, just uh, just with some differences with my uncle. It uh, just was never, it, it might have worked, me and my dad could have bought him out maybe and kept on going, but it uh, it was best for me just to kind of step away and do my own thing and try to navigate a, navigate a little bit more on my own and then uh, bounced around a little bit after that. And I think, well, I went and worked for... Uh, it's the big construction company down here. One of them called Cavanaugh construction. All right. Okay. They, uh, they're about, they've got about 1200 employees. So I worked for them for a year, basically. I was going to say that's big enough that I had heard the name, even though I'm not up there. So that's gotta be a good size company. Oh yeah. There, uh, there's a cut. There's like Cavanaugh's Tomlinson and Akon are probably the three biggest guys around us. All right. And they, uh, like they're bidding all the huge, I think, they're working on being able to bid jobs over 5 million now and just wow. outrageous the size of jobs they do and the yeah. amount of equipment they have. It's, but it, uh, yeah, I worked for them for a year building roads and more or less a laboring grade man is what they called me. All right. There you go. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Grade checker, baby. Uh-huh. Back. That, that's the backbone oh. of the road crew right yeah. there. It was great. I loved it. I started off on the end of a hand shovel and just paid enough attention. They gave me my own GPS after like three months. And then I just got to stand there and watch the shovel dig or the bulldozer push. It was great. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. With a, with a Timmy in your, your left hand and the story pole on the right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, the uh, only bad thing about me is I don't drink coffee. Oh man. What? You're Canadian. You don't drink Wait, coffee. Well, hang on a second here. Martin? This is the trades. Are you drinking monster or Red Bull? No. Oh well, I was. I we almost brought it back. We were close on that one, Mark. I tried. <laughs> Wild, eh? Like, no, it's no. I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. If I like, if I, like, as soon as the alarm goes off, or if I like, when I wake up, I'm wide awake, like within thirty seconds. Oh, screw you, man! <laughs> I wish I had that. Drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, that would be nice. I sit there and fight for forty-five minutes oh. just to keep my eyes open. <laughs> Oh, that's that's my wife to a T. She wakes up and give her like three cups of coffee before she's even pleasant to be around. Yeah. <laughs> I, so my nickname in our house is Bad Dad because if you catch me in the like if the kids come and wake us up in the middle of the night, or if if you catch me first thing in the morning, you're gonna get Bad Dad, and Bad Dad tells you to go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's I like I I'm, maybe I should maybe I should start being more like that because it's. Uh, the fact that I can wake up quick did not help me with the whole, cause like our little guy's only, I think he's like 20 months. Oh, wow. So it did not help me with the process of, Oh, when he gets up in the night, the fact that I wake up so quick, yeah. the wife just gives me a nudge and I'm okay. I'll, I'll get him. My son phone. of a, and then you're up for the rest of the night. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> oh, 100%. I guess as soon as I wake up now, 
I'm like, if he wakes up, which he doesn't very often now, so it's good. But like, as soon as I wake up, the brain goes into overdrive, and oh, then yeah. I'm like two hours, three hours before I fall back asleep. It's terrible. And then yeah, the alarm goes the off, worst. and then yeah. you're yeah, you're shit for the rest of the day. <laughs> it sucks. Oh, 100%. Just yeah. pretty well. Pretty well. That's why I'm an operator because I can just sit there and not do anything, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that man, was an excellent day. Man, that, that excavator has not moved for three days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the. Uh, I mean, hey, as long as long as they keep on signing the sheet at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Exactly. Right? As long as you're getting paid for the time, you spend it how you want. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. But uh, no, like after after I left the farm, I bounced around a bit and worked it for uh, two like dairy nutrition companies doing like the diets for cows on the like milking cows. Yeah. All right. Now, what's their regimen? So that lasted. <laughs> What do you mean? So you so you goes into a diet of a of a dairy cow. So you're a fitness coach for cows. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> More or less. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It like we always. Every farm has their own nutritionist. All right. So basically, anything that uh, dairy farmers, whatever you cut in the fields and put in the bunks or the silos that you feed back to the cows, it's all tested for like protein levels there's like 80 different things on the list you test for and then you put it into a program and it tells you how much to feed and how much not to feed and it's it was like it was really really cool i learned a lot but uh at the end of the day i like going from the farm working for like more or less being like our own bosses and knowing what you have to do for the day and the days to come yeah to working for a couple big companies with like they've got their standard operating procedure and if you don't follow it to the t they're pissed off at you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We know so that all it just too got, well. just got to the point. Oh, yeah. Like, it just got to the point where I just needed to go back and work for myself. And I just looked at Dad. And I was like, do you want to buy a shovel? And he goes, do you have any work for it? And I was like, nope. And he goes, uh, well, are you going to uh, make it, it work? Like, well, now, what did you get, so a spade or was it a flash shovel? <laughs> <laughs> well, Yeah. He's like, we're going to be out a lot of money if you don't make this work. So we bought a bought a shovel last October and just bought a skid steer a month and a half ago and been rocking ever since. So man, so, so you're you're like fresh. In yeah. The so what size hoe did you get? <laughs> I still laugh. Uh, we bought a. You got everybody. Everybody on the podcast will probably kill themselves laughing, like all my friends do, because we went and bought a case, a CX two ten case. I, I don't. With, uh, I don't find anything about that laughable. Oh, well, I guess it's my buddies that work at like Tormont and stuff and, and, and wrench on cats and run cats. They're just, they, that's the, the first thing. Why didn't you buy a cat? Well, one, cause I can't afford it. Yeah. Brian, Brianson over here. He, he and, has a, a shelf, like four shelves behind him at his desk, all with case equipment, little, oh, little we'll, toys. We'll get in. You, yeah. you go oh. ahead and tell your story, my man. And, and we will talk about case after your, after your story. Yeah, I'll I'm, give you I'm my I'm going to set this one out. You guys are going to nerd out on case. <laughs> Oh, I'm terrible. And like, if you ask me about like the new cat, like new cases that come out or like new cats, I'm like, man, I have no idea. As long as it digs the hole and does the job, I don't care. Right. What it yes. Is. Well, so that's, that's my biggest thing. So, we got, oh, go ahead. But yeah. So we like, it's a, it's a 20 ton case basically. And then uh, we've got a, it's like a, they call it a 450 case skid steer. So it's like 85 horsepower on tracks. Not too So shabby. the, the TV 450. Yep, that's it. Now that's a ninety horse machine, sir. You, you're going to have to go apologize to that poor girl for not giving her full credit. 
Is it, is, it, is it actually 90 horse? I could have swore it was like 83 or 85. No, it's a, it's a, it's a 90 horse horse machine. I want to say the actual figure is like 89.5 or something because it has to do with the, the, the emission stuff and the way the emissions tiers are broken oh, down yeah. is you can't cross that. I, I want to say it's like if you go over 90 horse, then you fall into the next category where you need the, the next set of emission, re, you know, crap to go on it. So... But dude, I'm I'm all about case. Yeah. I I have been in the industry for man twelve or thirteen years now, and didn't really know much about case outside of their backhoes until I went and sold case. And there, I really got a lot of seat time. And mind you, this is after I spent an entire career in the field, so I knew how other equipment already ran. And so when I got in the case and started yeah. to compare, it was like, holy shit, this is really nice equipment. And when you look at the price tag. Really this nice is equipment. really affordable equipment for being really nice equipment. It just doesn't have that big old cat badge on it, which I know those those cat guys, cat guys and deer guys, for whatever reason, are, oh, they are the worst. It. They've they got like it. these raging hard-ons, and they want you to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, and that was the, like all, all my buddies, like they just, like I've got, uh, well, like one of my, like one of my good buddies, I'll give him a lot of credit and he, he knows I'm coming on. So I told him I pump his tires a bit, but he, uh, <laughs> he worked on the pipeline out in Alberta for like 10 or 12 years. Yep. But he did it. He did it. He did it right. Like he went out, ran equipment. He'd stay in, he didn't care. He'd stay in camp, stay in, a, stay in his trailer. He was just putting the money away, did real well for himself, but all they ran out there was cat. And when I, he's like, just sit in the cat and that's all you'll want to run. You'll never want to go run another one. Hmm. I, I have yet to find that to be true. Like, don't get me wrong. There are certain cat machines that are really nice machines, but this whole mentality that cat has like superior, way superior power, yeah. way su superior comfort, or I, I'm sorry, but no, they have a way superior price tag as in they think they are way superior. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I have never like, I would actually argue the opposite. I, I, think the case machine actually well, there has goes our it. sponsorship with cat <laughs> I, I would argue the case machine actually has a more comfortable cap i'm sorry but that's you know cat machines they they're they're great equipment but i just they're not everything that everyone builds them up to be in my mind no i find our case like i will i like number one i've got two slip discs in my lower back. So I've got a bad back to start with on a good day. Yeah. I have never how did you had slip those discs? an uncomfortable day sitting. What's that? How did you end up slipping those discs? How old was your kid again? 20 months? Well, <laughs> the slip yeah, disc not, happened. Not that big. Not that big. <laughs> no, this was, uh, that, that's what happens when you help your father-in-law split wood and think you're uh, stronger than you are and try to like move the wood splitter. Ooh, <laughs> nice. That's not smart. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it was good, but like, so like I did that worst pain I've ever had in my life, but I've never had an uncomfortable day sitting in the cab of the shovel. Yeah. Interesting. And, and I'll tell you, compared to pretty much any other manufacturer, I feel like the case is the smoother machine. It's I like they are nice and smooth. I'm going to, I will like this. We should have done this like next week because it would have worked out well because I'm actually, there's a company down here that, uh, well, the, my buddy I was talking about, he works for them and they need a guy to run their 335 next gen next week. 
Oh, uh, on, yeah. one, on one of their sewer crews. So he, it's a beautiful machine. He reached out to me and asked me if I'd be interested in just giving him a hand. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, because I don't have too much lined up. We're a little bit slow right now. And he's like, okay, perfect. So I'm going to sit in it all next week. So I'll have a pretty good comparison after that. Well, now, shit, we may have to do a face a follow part up. two. Yeah, yeah a follow-up. Follow up. Yeah, absolutely. No, you definitely yeah. need there to let go. me know for sure because I have yet to sit in one of the next-gen machines, and I have heard from so many people that they are incredible machines. So I do I do want to take all of my comments I just made and kind of put the caveat out there that I haven't sat in one of the next-gen models yet. So we'll see. Now, what's so superior about these? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite curious on how it's... I'll be curious on, like, because it's, like, it's a... I'm pretty sure it's a zero swing. So we'll see... We'll see like how how balanced they are, how comfy it is. You sit in it for a full week, you know. I'll have you have a nice feel at the end of that next week. And we'll just, yeah, exactly. But I see. I don't even want to admit this on the podcast. You might just you might just shut it off <laughs> after just this. Beep, beep so, it out. Edit it out. Yeah. So the reason we bought a case is because we had a case on the farm when we were when we were running. So when that shovel showed up, we bought it. The guy before us ran John Deere controls. So us being dumb farmers, I just hopped in the seat and went, Oh, these aren't bad. Just, I just, that's what I learned on. Mm -hmm. And then I hopped in another shovel one time. Like what, (laughs) what is happening? I thought, I, I thought I lost my mind. So I run John Deere controls. I don't run cat like 95% of the other guys. Yes. Which by the way, I don't know if you're aware of this now that you've kind of progressed in your career, but there's a nifty little pattern switcher right behind your cab. Oh yes. But I'm just, too afraid to try like i would have tried to learn cat oh you'll feel like an absolute idiot for a shovel. week <laughs> left is up right is down it over is up yeah. no I, it's it's like, worse is, than that it's right. it's so simple well go ahead mark you tell him well like i don't even know how to explain it because i did have a wonderful experience trying to learn cat controls because when i left the farm and i went to cavanaugh's i was going to go there and run one of their shovels and dig basements all right and they're like, they're, they asked me, can you dig a basement? I said, yeah, dig your basement to grade tomorrow if you want. And so I show up. They're like, hey, we'll give you, we'll give you a day. I showed up and I jumped in. I'm like, oh, cat controls. I, like, I just need to switch the controls. He goes, no, no, no. We only run cat controls here. You need to learn, you need to run it on cat controls as well. There's no point. Can you give me three so days? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. He gave me a day and four guys sat there for three hours and watched me fumble fuck my way through trying to move up. Like there, there was only like three, three truckloads, like triaxle loads in front of me. It probably took me three hours to get the move. And it was, it was so painful. Like just put a bag over my head and end this. Now I'm done with it. <laughs> So I had a similar experience. Uh, I came from the residential side and my old employer um, ran the deer controls. And again, not knowing any different, I was like, oh, okay, great. I, you know, I can run the shit out of this hoe. And so I get over to Dan's excavating, the big contractor I'm at. And I spend, fuck, six months or so at the bottom of the totem pole. And finally, the superintendent's like, hey, can you run an excavator? And I was like, fuck yes. Yes, I can. Let's do it. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even like, hesitate i was full confidence i was like fuck yeah and he's like all right go jump in that and uh and dig me a couple runs of edge drain and i'm like okay no problem so i run over there i jump in the excavator (sighs) nope it took five minutes he walked over he goes all right get out of the machine i was like but my hands it's my hands they're backwards (laughs) you just feel like an absolute ass and and you like you feel so like you feel so dumb 
You do, because you know what you're supposed to be doing, but it's not working the way that it's supposed to. And to answer your question, Matt, about like what changes, yeah, yeah. What's it's the, the stupidest thing. It doesn't sound like it would be a big deal. So you've got your boom, mm-hmm. and then you've got the stick. Yeah. The only thing that's different is you've switched the boom and the stick function. All right, so your Everything left hand else is your right the same. hand. So it's just, yeah. it's just that's it. polar opposite. It sounds like it would be just this really simple little thing, but when you've trained when your, your mind brain, yeah, yeah. that when I reach the excavator is going to go like all of the sudden <laughs> you go full a word I can't say anymore and it is oh, miserably terrible <laughs> and it takes you probably a solid two, oh. to, two to three days to get your hands right. Oh, yeah. And then once you've switched, you're fine. But then if you ever have to switch back, oh, back then it's a whole you're done other. fucked. <laughs> Interesting. I probably like, and I really probably should switch, but I just had like, I mean, if I can't, like, the jobs I go on with our shovel, so, like, lately it's been super tight jobs where you're swinging around houses and power lines. Not a chance. My Not a chance to start learning. Or, or, or clearing bush. So, again. That's code for something, isn't it? Yeah, it. right. What's clearing bush <laughs> up in Canada? Yeah. That's, <laughs> and that's how he's got a 20-month-year-old. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's literally, that's how it happened. And it happened that quick. Here we are, clearing bush. Here I was bush. clearing bush, and next thing I know, she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, uh, it, it, yeah. Uphill, for, up, uphill or downhill since? I really don't know. Should I just get yelled at a lot? <laughs> I love it. But like, if I, if I go in, if you go in there and you're clearing bush, again, not switching the controls. I took one window out of the last shovel we had. Not fun. Don't really, I really don't want to do it again. No. You didn't like cheap. you didn't like that repair bill. No, well, the, honestly, the window wasn't bad. It was the like, I, I clipped the tree, and I didn't look up. It was a widowmaker. It was rotten at the top, and oh. like a four, three inch round branch landed flat in the cab and blew the windshield straight into my face. Oh Damn. wow! So how's, that how's was your face uh, now? Like, your heart. <laughs> Oh, worse than before, but it wasn't anything to look at before. I, oh, I love it. But like, it's there. Like there, there's a time to switch and try to learn the controls. I haven't found it yet. Maybe I will eventually, but we'll just we'll see. I like they're so easy to switch now. If I'm getting the shovel floated and I'm calling Kavanaugh's to pick it up, I just jump out. It takes me thirty seconds to pull the lever, and they're good to go. Yeah, yeah. It, that's the honest truth, and that's why. You know, the whole pattern debate used to be a lot more heated because it was you had to actually physically change lines over. All right. Swap. everything. Yeah. But now pretty much every manufacturer is coming with a little switch or a little valve and that's all there is to it. So really, it's it's more of a pecker comparison contest now than it is. Just make sure you switch it back before you give it to the next operator. (laughs) Either that or to fuck with them. You don't. They really don't like it, especially the float drivers when they're trying to load it on the road. They get fucking sour. Oh yes, they do. Where the who the fuck switched the pattern? Where's the pattern switcher? Because that's the other thing too is half of them don't even know where it's at, <laughs> and so they just they just get angry. No, <laughs> that's yeah. Great. When they usually when I drop it off, they made like I'm pretty good. You sh- like I sweep the floor out. I'm OCD about it. I sweep the floor out at the end of the day. Like I'll armor all it like once a month or once every couple weeks just to keep myself happy. And if I forget the controls. Usually they kick their boots off or something on the side and just make sure I know what I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, I'm g- I'm gonna offer up a trade secret to you, Mark. You said you armor all it. If you go to Home Depot, 
you can get you one of them big old fat cans of orange pledge. It will blow armor all oh, yeah. out of the water, orange and pledge, your eh? cab will smell like citrusy orange. Well, I mean, that's uh, that's where I'm going tomorrow. Then I'm I'm telling you, once you once you go to pledge, you will never go back because it is. I mean, it makes the cab sparkle like you would expect armor all to, but instead of attracting the dust like armor all does. Pledge lays down this, I like, I don't know what the actual technology is, but it's like this anti-static protection layer or something. <laughs> Who the fuck knows what it is, but it actually repels the dust. And so I could go like two or three days of it looking really nice. And then I would maybe just wipe it down with the same rag that still had a little residual on yeah. it. And then it was like another two or three days. And then I might have to spritz a little more pledge. And again, may I remind See, you, your cap smells on. orange fresh. <laughs> yeah, like the, this is why I came on. These trade secrets is that like I don't even care about anything else. Cab's gonna be clean. We're switching to Orange Pledge. Hell We're yeah! Good to go. We should rename the podcast the Merry Maids of Construction. Like, is this even like good trade secrets? It's like how to clean. Yeah, <laughs> you can get your toilet, you know, your portage on scrub nice <laughs> with pledge. <laughs> with pledge. <laughs> oh man, that's the worst. That is the worst part of construction. The old portage on. Oh, that's the worst part of construction. What's your best Porter John story? Come on. <laughs> oh, I, I honestly don't have one. Like, oh, yeah, you, I don't think there's any good ones. <laughs> I've been live, been locked in one for I don't know, forty-five minutes because they decided to park the loader right in front of it. That was kind of funny. I was gonna say I, I had that once when I was on my first uh, job. We were building an ice rink back in the day. And the guys were like, all right, we're going to go to lunch. And I ran to the bathroom real quick. And next thing you know, I heard the SkyTrack fire up. And I'm like, all right, what are they doing that for? <laughs> next thing you know, it, I'm Dunk. four feet up in there with the doors up against the bucket. So I couldn't open the door. And I was like four or five feet up in there. And they left me. It was like 85 degrees out that day, which was like 120 in the fucking portage on. I was in there for like two hours. Oh, yeah. It sucked. And, and the best part of a They're, situation they like were that nice is when they put it down. It, it stirs it up just enough yeah, to where the aroma really so blooms. Yeah. <laughs> they were nice that so they didn't shake it or anything. But yeah, that was my first and last time ever going to the Porta John before everyone was in a vehicle and leaving. So yeah, you live in the. See, see that the fact they didn't shake it, I'm such a piece of shit. I would have shook it for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you got to stir it up and just really. Mm, Unlock the flavors. It was so hot. I probably it, that was like back in my like wrestling days. I felt like I was sitting in a sweat box, just like losing weight. I was like, "Oh, this sucks." <laughs> just, just get past a mental break, you know, and you're good. <laughs> right, right. Just got to get over the hump. <laughs> no, they didn't eat lunch. It sucks. Well, like I, like I thought I saw it all. Like I grew up in a junior, like in a hockey dressing room, junior hockey. Thought I saw everything I could till I went and worked in construction. Then it was just a whole different level. What you're saying. Construction's worse than a hockey locker room banter. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Oh, hands hands down. Like there's there is like it. It's funny as hell, but it is just on a different level. On the stories that you hear, that a guy like something you would never think that could actually possibly happen, and some guy's done it. <laughs> oh yeah, and and that's the other thing too is you get the the beauty of like you were boys in a locker room. And so there was still that degree of maybe hold back a little, but now we're all grown ass men who don't give two shits what yeah. anyone thinks. And now we're like, ah, fuck it. We'll pull out the herpes story. <laughs> <laughs> it's one time. Oh, a hundred percent. 
<laughs> that Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> she was classy on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> she left me with a present. <laughs> so, Mark, tell us, you know, you talk about leaving the farm as a as a fourth generation farmer. Was that a difficult decision, or had things kind of gotten bad enough with your uncle that that you kind of saw the writing on the wall and it was time? Uh it was like it was it was hands down the hardest. It was the hardest because like, well, I'll start like I'll start it like this. So, it like everybody thinks I left the farm and my uncle stayed. So everybody thought it was him. It wasn't like, it wasn't hundred percent him. Like I could be such a piece of shit to deal with because we worked together every single day, Christmas morning, like Christmas holidays, everything, like all your buddies are out, they're out in the boat, they're out drinking. And for us, it's like hay season. So nobody's happy. Yeah. Everyone's miserable. Like you, you love, you love what you do, but you miss, you, like I miss a lot. Like I did it. Like I played hockey or worked on the farm while I was playing hockey and I worked on my neighbor's farm too. Like, so I'd go there and milk and like milk the cows in the morning. So I'd go play hockey, get home at 10 o'clock. All the boys are out celebrating and I'm getting up at three o'clock to go to the barn and then go to my place. So I got to a point that like he had two boys. Neither one of them wanted to farm, which is fine. It's uh, it's not for everybody, but we just like when I turned like I, I'm only 30 now. So when I turned probably 22 ish, the all like the dealers and stuff and, and, and like got people we dealt with on the farm, they started to call me and I started to build those relationships. So mm-hmm. I think that caused a bit of friction. Uh. So then we just started to butt heads more and more. And then by the time I like, by the time I got to the point where I was contemplating leaving, like, it didn't matter what happened. He could walk across the yard and put his right foot instead of his left, and I'd get pissed off at him and vice versa. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's not a healthy he, like, uh, work he, relationship he, right there. No, like he'd lean a rake somewhere. I'd be like, why the fuck did you put it there? It goes over there. And it's only six <laughs> inches to the left. Like it, it was just stupid stuff like that, right? You done messed up, man! So like I wasn't like we <laughs> like we all we all had our days. And when I, like, when I made the decision to leave, it was probably like, we'll, we'll get real sentimental here. Like I sat on my living room floor with my wife, like in tears when I made that, when I made that decision. Oh yeah. Too. I can imagine that's, it was, that's a pretty like, big it was, deal. Like, it's tough, man. Like, it was, yeah. And it, like the, I think the, like, I'm lucky now because me and dad, like, any, like me and dad are more or less business partners. Like I run all the business. He's retired. This gives him something to do whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we went from, we worked together every single day. We went to the rink every like four nights a week when I was playing. So it was always like you work all day, you shoot the shit, you drive all night or like you go to hockey. Like he knew everything. I, he knew everything I did. Yeah. Like what, yeah. like who, what girls I was sleeping with or talking <laughs> to, what the guys were up to. All my buddies love them. Yeah. Yeah. So when like it was uh, it, it, like it, it was tough like, my, and I think the biggest part was uh, I knew I wanted kids and growing up I was like I really like you can't wait to raise your kids on the farm they yeah. get to drive around in the tractors and all that stuff yeah and it was uh, he like because my like my little guy's name's Carter and, and Carter he was gonna miss it all but now we're 
now he just comes and jumps in the shovel or the skid steer, and yeah, I can't get him out of it. You're back in the so tractor. Yeah. It all worked out in the end, but absolutely. Oh yeah, like it was. It all like it all worked out, but for oh for like three years, I like after I left the farm, I'm like, why, why didn't, why did I do that? Like I, you could have been doing what you like. If I could go back, I would, but I don't think uh, any scenario or any. If I did things any different, I don't think it would have changed the final outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you ever thought, like, you know, give it like a 10 year stint, just do your own business, and then, you know, maybe your uncle will be moving on and then you take back over the general issue of the farm? Or, well, that's like the farm. Like, it's, we like after I left, so I left in December. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad and uncle, they kept on going. And dad's like, well, if you're not going to be here, why the fuck am I getting up at, 5 30 every morning seven days a week when yeah. nobody's going to take over it or take it over so he's like by uh i think the final sale for the whole farm was in may oh wow, wow. so the farm so it is, is gone like it's, it, it's gone oh it is 100 well, percent gone fuck. the uh i feel like i need to curl up on the floor and cry a little bit that's that's, that's, that's sad very sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> i was expecting yeah, you, the farm to continue and at least you could go fill part. in <laughs> the the worst part is probably like a year before the farm sold, my wife and I bought some land off the farm All right. and built our house right beside the farm and then we sold it. Oh, <laughs> son, of a, son of a bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Life is, is really good at really fucking you in the now, ass what's sometimes. going on with the property now? Is it <laughs> under control of a new farmer or are they going to develop it or what's going on with that? Yeah, like a, a guy from... Uh, he, a guy from north of Toronto, Ontario, he actually moved his family down. So his wife and his three young kids, or well, young, they're like 19 and under, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they took it over. So he's, a, he, he's actually a really great guy. He'll stop in, have a drink the odd time. He, I've got 12 acres. He rents the land back from me every year. So it, uh, it, it, like, it, it worked out really well, but it's, uh, it, it, was, uh, it, it's, it was pretty strange for the first couple of years to like, watch another guy come in and like, cut the hay on the farm. Yeah, and like, yeah. Are you sitting there telling him that he's doing it wrong? Like, exactly. God, you're supposed to go in this pattern, bro. Quit backseat farming, <laughs> oh, goddammit. 100%. 100%. Why is that tractor yeah, parked over there? It's supposed to be over there. <laughs> He'd pull in and cut it. I'm like, what? I'd be sitting in the house like, why are you cutting it that way? That's not the right way to do it. And my wife would be like, would you just go to the other room and look at the fucking front window or something? Like, don't even, don't even look at him. I'm like, fine, fine, we'll, we'll leave it. He can do it his way. He bought it. That's right. He paid for the right to do it wrong. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but no, it was, uh, it, it all worked out in the end. Me and dad still get to work together and it's great. He's my best employee. He comes to work. I don't pay him and he doesn't complain. Nice. Gosh, darn. Yeah. That is, does he want a second job? <laughs> <laughs> We've got some paying administrative work for him. <laughs> Well, if you, if you fly him down, he'll do whatever you want. There you okay, go. So it's going to cost me 380 bucks. All I right. tell you what, 380 bucks for a week worth of labor. Yeah, that could, math pans cheap. out. That's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. Is that we'll, all we'll it costs? Is 380 bucks to get down right. I'd imagine from where you're numbers. at. Yeah, throwing if, some numbers. If I can make it to Texas for for three to 400 bucks, I imagine I can make it to Toronto. Now, if it was driving, uh, yeah, it'd be like three or four grand now. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you guys... Yeah. Are you guys sure you want to go to Toronto, though? No, no, no. We're bringing him here. Yeah, we're bringing him here. Yeah, he's not. Well, yeah, we're not coming up oh, there. Yeah. Fuck that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> no. Well, fuck. All like for for three hundred eighty bucks, fly me down. Fuck there it. Fucking it. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll take we'll take you for a week. Come on down. 
We're we're getting oh, ready to fire up a job absolutely. tomorrow. <laughs> but you ain't gonna sit oh, in a next gen home. Yeah. Hey, we'll be good to go. <laughs> now, what kind of work are you doing with your your new company? We're kind of into everything, more or less. Like we've done everything from clearing land, ditching, uh, put in a water. We put in a water main. Uh, Outdoor storage pads. So I just finished up one that's about the size of a football field. So that was a pretty good one. Nice. Uh, pretty like honestly, we're like being the new company. We really don't have much of a choice. Like if somebody calls and goes, like I just finished up doing a, uh, like I put in a pad for a guy to put a pool on, and it was just one of those quick six-hour jobs that I had the time. It made me a little bit of money, and the little bit of money is what's going to keep us going right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then also doing a good job on that, then your name gets out there, and you just continue to do good work. Yeah, that's 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 what like that's all it is, right? Like you're trying to trying to build a reputation. A lot of people from the area know who we are because we dairy farmed and farmed, yep. and we were in the community for so long. But it uh, it still takes people time when you buy a new like when you buy a piece of equipment to go. Yeah, I'll trust that guy, and I'll give him. You know, you go in like if you go in and spend two weeks or three weeks, it's twenty thousand dollars. Like people have to be comfortable giving the new guy on the block that money. Oh yeah, yeah. yep. So uh, up there in Canada, do you guys do much drain tiling for your fields? Oh yeah, that's uh, that's one of the biggest. Like one of the biggest things around here for farming is uh, when you when you go to buy a piece of land to cash crop it, if it's tiled or not, because up here it's. Uh, if it's not tiled, you're pretty well eighteen hundred bucks an acre now to put tile in. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's kind of where I was going. Is most of the farmers I know that have converted over to the excavating industry have have stuck pretty close to their roots and and stick with drain tiling. It would like it was definitely a thought of mine, but there's probably four guys within oh an hour's drive that do it. Mm. So, so you, not, you want to step on anybody's really toes? An Oh, I'll step on toes. I have no problem with that. But <laughs> right. I just to be able to to be, to be able to stay busy with another Tyler, because a lot of farmers, and same as a lot of like construction workers, they're loyal to their guys. Yeah, right? they've got their their drain tile guy. Yep. Yeah, so they'll they'll wait six months or eight months for him to come to like come to them instead of get somebody new in that could do it tomorrow. You know. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Well, I think there's a door to change that mentality. Matt's going to revolutionize the industry. Yeah, you got to change that mentality, man. Matt's never dealt with farmers before and doesn't understand their stubbornness. <laughs> no, they don't like oh, change. The most, they, are the most, they are the most stubborn group of people you'll ever meet in your life. Like, change? Not a chance. Yep. When I sold equipment, farmers were some of my favorite customers because not only like they were hands down the, the most like inviting kindest people you come in there. But at the same time, they were also the hardest fucking nuts to crack yeah. because they had their yep. guys, they had their equipment brands, they yep. had their, and I knew they'd invite me in and I was going to spend an hour and a half at their fucking kitchen table, having coffee with them. And the whole time was going to be a long uphill trudge to try to convince <laughs> them to just let me drop Make a skid leap. steer. Make the leap. <laughs> like, just let me <laughs> drop it for you to try it. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my, 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 uh, my dad's side of the family, they have, uh, 
a farm out in Wisconsin. They had a couple thousand acres and whatever they did dairy, but they got rid of that years ago. But then they downsized to just doing cash crop. But my uncle, he's so old school. Like they, I think he was still combining with like a 1970s deer. Oh, nice. You know, just old school. And then my cousins were like, this is not productive. We got to get better, but he would never change it. So finally like that machine, the, the parts and pieces were obsolete. You know, you couldn't, you had to go to like some broken down farm to go find it. Right. So my cousins finally found something yeah. a couple of years ago out in Iowa and drove all the way out there to go get it and brought it back so he could be comfortable still in the same machine is still perfect and everything. No, no joke. Yeah. So they didn't upgrade him. They just got him no, in the 1970s like, you know, 80s or whatever <laughs> it is. But yeah, just the square cabs, you know, just yep. nothing to it. But then they went and upgraded themselves. Oh. And then I think he went in it one day. He was like, oh shit, there's yeah. AC. Like, this is awesome. Yes. So, yes. yeah, it's kind of just funny hearing that whole yes. story of not wanting to change or do anything different. So, that's farmers. Yeah. But. Well, change sucks too. Like, especially now, like, you're not a, like, when something breaks, like on that 1980s combine, all you have to, to fix it, you just pull wrenches. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, now, to, to fix one of them now, you've got to be an electrician. You, like, you've got to, sp- you'll probably spend three quarters of the time chasing wires. Yeah. Or you've got to hook a laptop up to it to even figure out what's going on. That's what I used to tell all my customers. You you guys make anything like them old 1845 skid steers? I'm like, no. <laughs> that's That technology is gone. The the days of going back when your machine wouldn't start yeah. and you bang on it with a hammer and you turn yeah. something with a wrench and you're good. all good. It's a bit- nope. If you want to do anything, oh, pull your laptop out. Yep. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's the first thing they did. Like, we had a guy come... Uh, I had a uh, ride control solenoid went on the skid steer this week or yeah. last week. And I called them, like it threw the code on the, on the monitor. And I was like, Oh, okay. Called them, let them know. They sent them, uh, sent the tech out. First thing he did, plug laptop into it. Yep. I was yep. like, well, wow. I was like, so like solenoids out, just change solenoid. Nope. Got to plug it in, make sure the code's right. And he probably spent 20 minutes on it on the laptop and then probably 12 minutes changing the solenoid. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is incredible what technology has done for those machines. But the flip side of that is, it it has really done away with you being able to really work on your equipment outside of the stupid simple stuff. Once you get into yep. anything having to do with the engine or with the computer system, you got to call a technician. Exactly. Yeah, and that's the. But like, there's it's a double edged sword, right? Like technology and what it's done for maintenance and everything is it's a pain in the ass. If it, if it breaks near, like if you're like me, you're an owner operator. If you're so if you're a random guy running the shovel for your boss, if it breaks, you're happy. You get a half day where I'm pissed off. I'm losing the, losing the half day. Right. Sure. But on the technology side of it, on what, it allows guys to do now on site is absolutely incredible. Oh, it is. Well, I was just about to say, so you're running the TV 450. That's what Rick and I run. And we've got the high flow package on it. So that's a 90 horse motor. It's got the high pressure, you know, common fuel rail system on it. So, you know, doing any of your own fuel repairs or injector repairs has now gone out the window, which all those 1845 guys just freak out. But at the same time, I go, okay. I, I just went and I've been mulching on some property with the with the FAE head. Dude, it's so and, sweet. And yeah, that, that attachment is unbelievable. Have you got into mulching with yours? 
that's like ours has the high flow on it too because that is probably what's gonna come on to it next year that'll be one of our purchases it's probably a mulcher dude it's so badass it, it is it's so badass and, and and yet what i come back to is all these guys that just want to bitch and complain about all of the the technology and needing computers and everything in the same footprint pretty much as your old 1845 you're now able to have 90 horsepower and you are able to scream yeah. with an FAE head rolling at full tilt with that machine with no issue. That 1845 doesn't hold a candle to the production that you're getting out of the TV yeah. 450, but guys don't see it that way. They yeah. just see, well, when there's downtime, Can I, I have to put it? it in the shop yep. or I have to call a tech. Yep. Well, yeah, but look at you were 10 the times amount, more productive yeah, you're getting. than you were in the 1845 even though you were able to repair the 1845 yourself. Yeah. Like it's, you, you have to look at that side of the coin to make it make sense. Yep. Oh, a hundred. I, I agree a hundred percent. And that's, and that like, that is the, the wild part on how far it's come is even like those old skid steers. If you work a full day and I work a third of a day with the TV 450, I'm still like, you still blow them out of the water with the amount of material you can move. Yes. How much you can mulch. Like they're like, the, like the 450, like, when I was doing that outdoor storage pad, dad was in the dozer and I was in the skid steer and they'd drop a full triaxle load of granular A in front of me and it would push right through the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Try doing that with an 1845. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, Cause I think our skid steer on the farm, it was a uh, 1835C. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Old girl. Oh yeah. But it was just like, it barely like, if I went to pick up a bale of straw, I would barely pick it up. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. Just bog it down. And, and that's the that's the insanity is just the amount of power you were getting out of these newer machines with all the technology. Yeah, you got to be ultra careful with your diesel fuel. You got to be ultra careful with your def. It's just part of the equation. But again, you yeah. are getting ten times the amount of production out of that machine than you are the old ones. Yeah. Oh, and like they're they're so efficient now too because like with that with the two ten shovel, it doesn't matter what I do if I'm bailing dirt all day, digging through frost, clearing trees, ditching, whatever it is, 150 liters a day in fuel. That's yeah. all burns, no matter what. And that doesn't sounds... matter how hard I like. I can go ahead finish your finish your statement. I'm sorry. Like it, it, it no worries. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It just doesn't matter what you're doing or how hard you work it. It's 150 liters or 160 liters of fuel a day, and that's like you can you can set your watch to it. It's just that simple. Yeah. And I, and what I was gonna say is just a smart ass comment of how that sounds really impressive, except that none of us down here in the United States have have a clue how much fuel that is. <laughs> you got to use freedom oh, units, guy. Yeah, damn it. I, thought, <laughs> I thought of that. I, I sat there scratching my head for a second, like, what the hell? Uh, you don't say 150 yeah, of them liters units, you say? <laughs> I'm a liter of cola. Yeah, I, I, liter I, like, cola. I wonder if they're going to throw. I, I was hoping I wasn't going to have to do some conversion math here, but uh, yeah, I'd bring it up. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what are your plans for your business? Are you guys uh, are you planning on kind of sticking around the size that you are, where it's you and dad and kind of fuck around time? Or do you really have an intention of really pushing Scale this thing up. big and scaling up? And well, well, I'd love to say I don't like. I've told guys I don't want an empire. Like I don't want six or eight shovels spinning and trying to keep like trying to keep track of guys and 
because now the thing I see with all these companies now is guys just the revolving door of guys coming and working for you and leaving three months later for yeah. two bucks an hour more is just yeah. so consistent and it happens so much. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know if it's the same down, down where you guys are, but up here guys jump ship left, right and center. Yes. It's, it's the same thing. That's unfortunately with the labor market being the way that it is and everyone competing over labor, yeah. Uh, that's that's just going to be a consistent problem, and the only way around that is you just got to pay really well and hold on to your guys. Yeah. And yeah, until and until like, people kinda, catch on to that, it's just going to be a revolving door. Yep. Well, I'll I don't I'll tell you guys a story off the that's not going to get recorded. But, uh, <laughs> we don't edit yeah. shit. Exactly. <laughs> It will not yeah, be exactly. edited if you say it now. So you better bite your tongue because yeah. it's going on the yeah, air. Yeah, well, I'll bite my tongue. I'll bite my tongue. Yeah, until we're until we're done recording, I'll bite my tongue. But <laughs> no, like I'd love to. I got the shovel, got the skid steer, and I've learned very quickly that I cannot run both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there might like if we put a mulcher on the skid steer, I know we'll be busy, and we could probably keep that skid steer going five days a week for jobs. Like I've probably turned down. I don't know, six or eight jobs that I sh- probably should have went and bought a mulcher for it and just called them back and said, no, I've got a mulcher now. Let's go and do this. But I, I couldn't get a mulcher for three months. Yeah. So I think, I think I might want to have one or two guys, but I don't think we're going to get into, not that I can see yet. Maybe in five years we'll do this again and I'll have four shovels spinning and we'll be running our own crews. But And you'll be pulling your hair out and be like, I can't, I can't. get guys. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, that's that's just it. Like, I've got a I've got a couple of guys that said they'd like to come work for me if I could get enough work. Mm-hmm. So, if I can get if I can get enough work full time, like what I'd love to do is I'd love to get another shovel. If I could get a commitment from like Cavanaugh's or any other company on the sewer crews or something, and just rent and just have that shovel on a full time rental for those yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, that's the way and to just, go. Just bury a guy in it. Yeah, you make like you make good money doing it. It's, uh, but I mean, five-year goal, probably like to have another shovel, one or two guys working. We might get into septics. We're not like, I don't have my septic license yet, but that might be an avenue we go down to. Maybe we'll get a six or an eight ton mini X and get into putting the odd septic in, but yeah, we'll kind of have to see. I just got to pay off some debt. I owe my dad a little bit of money, so I definitely got to pay him back. I just take it out of the inheritance, Pops. Yeah, he's gonna give it back to you anyways. <laughs> he probably would too, just because then, then he doesn't have to worry about it. Exactly, then, no, there's it's paperwork free. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd rather pay him back this because then maybe I can do something that I want to do with my inheritance. I don't have to spend it all in the business, right? <laughs> so, uh, is your passion really kind of running the company, or is it running a machine? I, I love, like, I love running the business. I love, like, I'm a big numbers guy. I love, like, I don't mind. It's completely backwards. Like I'd rather go and sit in the office and quote jobs. Like also like the other night I sat in the office till like 10 30, 11 o'clock, making sure I got a couple quotes and that were due on Tuesday. Yeah. So that like that part of it, I really like I, but I also love being on site you know, especially this time of year, you have the door and the windows open, you're shooting the shit with the guys and the day goes by quick. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing better than sitting there at night, getting a quote together, tossing it out, and then just, 
you know, you, you think they're going to just not even bat an eye on it. And the next thing you know, you get the call in the morning, like, all right, when can we do this? It's like, you just sold a fucking job. Oh, man, it's just you heel click, you know, run out the door. It's fun. And then you find out a few weeks oh. later that it was a case of identity theft and we didn't yeah, actually right. sell the job. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's the most joyful <laughs> day. Holy shit. You, do, you, do you want to tell well, the story? Like, we will, well, like, should we wait till after we figure well, out what goes on? I with you, you know what? We will just withhold names and withhold yeah. any details. So long story short. Rick, uh, Rick's brought me on just to like teach me how to, you know, purchase trees and, you know, look for while you're driving. Cause I drive around aimlessly all the time. So, and I just stare into the woods, you know, typically it's cause I'm thinking about where I'm going to hunt or whatever. And he's like, so that's on his acid trips. So, yeah. Right. That's on my acid trips. So I'm going through with him, you know, he's doing the whole, like, you know, the whole, uh, you know, breakdown of what we got to look for, you know, from the, the street, you know, how we approach people and whatever. So anyways, we go to one job and it wasn't even supposed to be a job. We just did like a turnaround because we missed a, a turn. And also I'm like, dude, there's 300 acres right there of pristine force. He's like, yeah, that is. And there's a vehicle sitting in the driveway. So at the front of the two tracks, they're going to the gate. So I walk up to the car and freak this person out. And next thing you know, it he thought we were the tree guys. And we're like, well, yeah, we are, but not the ones you're waiting for. <laughs> so it went on and on and on. We we walked the whole property with him for you know a couple hours and blah blah. Well, we ended up selling the job. Well, so hang on, hang oh, on. Oh, wow. Give yourself full credit. Matt's I, first time out, ever. he randomly stumbles upon the homeowner sitting in the drive of 308, like just uh, sheer dumb luck. Yeah. <laughs> when Rick was just going to do you oh. and go back to this little mulching <laughs> job. And I was like, you know, guy, that guy's Did you probably. you tell this story on one of the other podcasts? No, I haven't yet. I don't think yet. so. No, Not this, yet. This, this is, is a fresh new. one. So, okay, so okay. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, walking and talking with the guy. And Rick's the one with all the knowledge. But yeah, I'm talking to this dude like I know everything, Matt is and the I'm like selling extraordinary. And, you know, I'm talking <laughs> talking about hunting and how we could turn this into you know proper habitat and da da da. And this dude is just like you know pie eyed, like this is awesome. And he's lapping it up. We're gonna do an 800 yard shooting range and do this cutout. And but so I'm like, yeah, we can do that. And Rick's just like, yeah, we can. But Jesus, this is gonna be a lot of money. But all of a sudden, he's looking at the trees, and next thing you know, we're up to you know a lot, a big number, and for both to pay him off so anyways this this person uh pretty much we paid him we got a contract signed in his name for the property owner's name too and and then, then we get to work yeah we and, and we, get we drop everything off at the freaking job we he puts on a rock a gravel drive you know so the trucks can get in and out i spent and a full day out there mulching so that we could get timber out of the woods we set i mulched up, a staging yeah, area we set up our youtube you know uh, uh videographer for a saturday yep. i was all pumped because it was gonna be a first time getting into the seat of like the mulcher and just you know having fun and then yeah. we get a phone call friday night Stop everything. Stop everything. We're not doing it. Fuck this. Blah. I'm like, what the hell, Rick? What happened? He's like, I'll tell you later. And I'm up camping and I don't yeah. have any service. And and I randomly <laughs> flip my phone on just for a second. And one of the texts that comes through, we're pulling off the job. And I had just the day before been out there mulching all day. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, yeah. this was all good and lined up I was up to so go. excited. <laughs> like, I was, you know, oh, God, I was so excited. Like, just the first time I ever walked a job, I sold the job. We... It went on for like a month, you know, talking back and forth. And then and finally they signed the contract. We shot him money or Rick shot him a bunch of money. And next thing you know it, we oh, got a call no. from a family member of the said person saying that him and his grandpa have the same fucking name. And he did identity theft. And, and he's this trying to sell the shit out from under grandpa. Yeah. 
and oh my god dude, it was it was it's a story for oh, like it, yeah so we had to pull everything off rick's so. threatening you know a lawsuit if we don't get our because because rick's already forked over cash for the timber and so rick's like you got till oh, wednesday god. to give our money back or, or else. else we're going to court like we're just like holy shit the this baby's coming off the, whole the rails family's quick. just like floored by <laughs> yeah, what the happened the whole family but. has no idea and so rick's going back and forth and he's like as we're discovering what's going on, the family is also discovering what's going on. So now grandpa's talking about taking yeah. legal action against the grandson. And we're just like, holy oh, shit. shit. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it may go full circle. Can you imagine? I oh, know. Yeah. I know. That's the balls. The like, and balls we were, we were about boy. to start dropping trees that next day. Yeah. Like and we were doing our final mulching because I had already spent a day out there where they were going to do the final mulching. And then we were going to start laying trees down. Yeah. It was nuts. So, so yeah, it was a it was a learning. Could you, like, could you just imagine the dinner conversation around the table after that got over? Oh, oh god, so well, uncomfortable. This this <laughs> this person is overseas, so like he got out of Dodge doing something, and we're like, wait, he totally took our money. He's overseas. His family doesn't know. He was asking us if we get this done in a week. Yeah, we, it, it was, was shady. We're as like, fuck wait, this first. is like a three month job, bro. Yeah, but it was just like now all the things are coming together, and then yeah, it's now like now we're oh, understanding boy. why he was asking the questions that he was. It's like, yeah. oh, you didn't want Grandpa to know that you were fucking yeah. him. But oh, everything, okay. <laughs> tax ID, everything, you know, license, it all checked out. Yeah, but it was because he was using. Oh, it was so messed up. But anyways, we we learned, and you know, if everything goes as a plan, uh, they still are happy. Happy to work with us is just on their their time yeah, and so with the right person. That's the crazy thing <laughs> is grandpa is actually still possibly interested in selling the trees. So now we are back to square one of trying to negotiate the timber rates so that we can go out there and actually do the job that we were already supposed to do. <laughs> so it's just a it was nice. I mean, I guess I guess it's gonna work out in the end. Yeah, Maybe. there's a silver line. Maybe. Yeah, yeah hopefully. It's, it's still just uh you know still up in the a air. dream, a pipe dream. But man, it was it was the most exciting. I, I've never been that excited in my life. When I walked out of there with the contract, I was like, hell yeah. Should, should I tell Matt now that, that Rick and I actually went and paid this family so that Matt could get a sale just to get them all pumped up? <laughs> <laughs> and none of this actually ever happened. <laughs> Damn you guys. That's wild. It was the most elaborate That's scheme wild. ever, but it fired him up and Matt's a selling machine now. <laughs> and I already bought my bass boat with that money that, that I thought right. I was gonna wait I was gonna make off it. I was like, oh dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was amazing. But but man, it's been a pleasure having you on. You know, we wanna really uh you know follow back up with you, see where you know where you take your company and see how everything goes. But uh, with this final oh, uh, little question we got for you, if you could change anything, what oh, would no. be your dream job? Bum bum bum. <laughs> I I knew I knew it was coming too, and I'm still not 100 percent sure. It stumps them every time. Um, the Matt motherfucking talking question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the it's the least important question of the whole podcast. It's the most the important fucking question, bro. <laughs> that is offensive. God damn it. <laughs> only reason well, why they have me on this if well yeah okay so you, you get one question it's the hardest one to answer <laughs> um dream job it, it's kind of between two of them um so if i knew the farm was gonna sell if i like say if i if i could have seen that when i was 18 i pr i like well i know it, it's super hard to get on up here but i'd probably be a full-time firefighter oh right. there you go nice that would be Either that or a uh, 
G, uh, general manager in the NHL. That would be that, oh that's boy. Hey, you know what? For a split second there, I thought you were gonna pick like a, a general manager at some like Tim Hortons. like Home Depot or something. It's like, <laughs> well, aim high. Yeah. <laughs> now, what team would you uh, focus on I, if you could be the GM for? Oh Jesus Christ! Come on. No, come on. <laughs> Maybe get those freaking uh, Maple Leafs on board. You know. Start winning some shit. <laughs> oh no, we're not even. We're not. We wouldn't waste any time up here in Canada doing yeah. that. I mean, how could you say no to Vegas? How could you say no to Vegas? Right. That would be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. But I mean, I probably wouldn't last long there. I'd probably get fired real quick. But hey, it'd be <laughs> it, it never showed up to work. <laughs> <laughs> He's just running the strip. <laughs> yeah. No. That's, yeah. <laughs> I would I I'd be at the all the wrong spots on the strip too, so it would not look good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, thanks for being on, Mark. We really do appreciate yeah, it. It's been a pleasure, brother. Yeah, anytime, guys. Happy beer. Absolutely. Well, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh you know, we were we were one man down this week, but that's all right. Rick will be back next week. Uh, in the meantime, go follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on, you know, everywhere. We're just yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And if you are in one of the trades we haven't talked to yet, reach out to us. HVAC, pipe fitters, welders. Jeez, I mean, I can't even think of all Painters. the millwrights. Jeez, I don't care. If you're in a trade and we haven't talked to your trade, contact us so we can interview you. But in the meantime, have a fantastic week. And we will... What? What? Oh, oh, that's right. I totally forgot. We started a Patreon, everybody. The Sweat and Grime Patreon. So if you go to Patreon, search for Sweat and Grime. uh, And if you donate to the Patreon, we will actually spend a small segment of the show mentioning our Patreon donors. So check it out. In the meantime, have a great week. And we'll catch you guys next week on Sweat and Grime. Peace, guys. (laughs) 